Hello and welcome to Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. We're your hosts, Sam, my stepbrother, Travis. This is episode 36, getting our way up there in the episode count here. Um, but this today, or this week, um, we got a lot of news going on. Deshaun Watson, is he going to be moving around? Is uh, Are the uh, Celtics going to have to play like with four men out there to even get a game in? Um Shout out to our rookie Pritchard. He's going to have to go off. But uh, Travis, how was your week? What sports have you been watching? Uh, I know hockey's right around the corner. Uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, week was good. Celtics had a good week in terms of uh, overall winning percentage. Um, like you mentioned, Bruins are coming back soon. So definitely been reading some of the athletic articles. See how they're doing training camp. Seems like Craig Smith's going to be a good addition. Uh, Marshawn looks like he's going to be able to play on Thursday, which was a big question mark whether he's going to be ready for the start of the season. As we know, past we were chatting about it, but the captaincy video is just gold. That was good. I, I think we, I, like we had said, a bit could have probably gone on a little bit longer, but it was a quick like, let's mess with Bergeron for like three seconds and like, ah, we're just <laughs> fucking with you. Just get let his let his heart drop in his stomach for a second and then bring it back up. Um, I'm assuming. And on that note, I'm assuming Marshawn's going to be the, the other assistant, one would guess, because obviously it was always Krejci and Bergeron and then Chara. So I'm assuming Marshawn will be the other A. I could see that. And then um, speaking of gold, we got maybe some new jerseys. What What is your take on uh, the potential jerseys? I know we don't want to mess with tradition, but at the same time you see around the league and other sports, it's like it's kind of cool to see them go crazy with certain mm-hmm. Uniforms. Some of those jerseys, if, if we talk about the Bruins, for for example, I like them a lot. I do like – gold's different. I always like different, you yeah. know, change. I do hope they don't wear them all that often. Like the Celtics have a propensity with their new jerseys. They've been wearing them, the parquet ones or the city edition ones. They've been wearing them a lot. Um, whereas, like, I don't remember the last time they really wore the, the green ones. Like, I love – I just love the, the green jerseys. But some of the jerseys for the, the – I don't even know what – I guess there's a third jersey. I'm sure there's, like, a name for them, statement edition or whatever, but – some of those jerseys in the NHL are pretty pretty sharp. Yeah, some are, yeah. Eh, but some are pretty sharp. I'm I'm sort of the same way with their outdoor games. Of course, they'll have them uh, the Lake Tahoe games out this way in February, so that's not too far away. Um, they usually sometimes I'm cool. I really like the the outdoor game jerseys, and sometimes I'm like ah. Um, I know they've like tried like a white on white, really like fresh type look, things like that. So uh, we'll have to see with that. I have zero clue where on on Lake Tahoe this is all going to happen like there's like Tahoe's huge there's part of it that's Cali there's part of it that's not in Cali (laughs) like like Nevada like um I have no idea where it's happening well I feel like they could honestly just like let's fly a plane over at one point and like and we're still flying the plane over and still don't see where they're playing this game yeah right um so that would be interesting to see kind of how that all plays out um i have a question this is kind of really uh random and probably meaningless in the scheme of things but um what's his name Heyman. do you think he'll have any chance of seeing uh the humane swayman x swayman sorry yeah swayman yeah uh the humane hobie baker finalist goalie uh is now pro and he's on the Bruins. Um, any chance? Because I know that this is Tuca's last year, right? Under contract. This is Tuca's last year. He did say, like, two days ago when they were talking about him, he was like, look, 
I'm playing for the Bruins or I'm playing for no one. So, yeah. you know, I think it's either if they're not going to resign him, I think he retires. And if he – What's his age? What, how old is he now? 34, 35? Yeah. Um, let me look it up because I don't – he may be 33. But, like, that – for him, he's just played so much, so much hockey. That, that is. I was just hard. interested because it's been a while since I've seen, like, a humane, you know, a humane uh, product that I'm, I've been excited to <laughs> – well, See, the thing is, let alone I mean, be on the Bruins. Duke is 33. He'll be 34 um, right around our birthday, March 10th. Okay. So, okay. With Swayman, I mean, obviously, he was a, a stud at UMaine. Like you said, it has been yeah. a UMaine goalie that you're like excited about. Right, right. Um, I don't think that Daniel Vladder or Vladar, who you said that fucking name, the six, seven dude they have, I don't think he's the deal. Um, yeah. You know, maybe he's a long term backup, if anything, but. I know the Bruins, the Providence Bruins are playing, not playing in Providence. I think they're playing like in Marlboro. They're playing somewhere. Um, so I think he'll, you know, Swimming will probably play a lot down there, I would imagine. I don't yeah, imagine yeah. he'll be, hopefully, he's not playing for the Bruins at any point, especially with only 52 games. I imagine between Rask and Block, they're going to split that number yeah. or go like a 60 40. Um, so, yeah, so we got. Some cool stuff. I think it's really all any sport at this point is very COVID dependent. Um, yeah. So I, it really you know, it's because you don't. It, I think that what we could very realistically see as far as the NBA goes, as far as NHL go, especially with how many games they got, uh, NBA kind of has like a, almost like a hesitant schedule. You know, it's like, oh, here it is to this point, and then we'll kind of let you guys in on it uh, as we go along. Uh, and we could, who knows what we see. We could see the, like a steady rise of participation. And um, this is with the expectation that things go well with vaccines and all that stuff. Um, but you could see the steady rollout of like fans showing back up and kind of building into that. So uh, I don't know, because yesterday I got a notification that the Dallas Stars have eight guys testing positive with COVID. And it's like, well, you do the math there. Like, what's the protocol for, you know, you're seeing it with the NBA right now, especially the Celtics with tracing and uh, actually having it versus being in contact with somebody. How long do you need to be away? How, you know, so it's just sort of a cluster right now. Um, And so I'm hopeful that we see some really cool beginning of hockey. But uh, what are your thoughts on all of that? Do you think – and yeah, NHL I mean, goes off decently. I, I imagine that you'll see cases in the NHL just like you're seeing cases in the NBA now. Um, and, I mean, they're, they're following the same pattern. I mean, their games are pretty relatively condensed. They're traveling to the other states to play these games, just like the NBA is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, and it's one of those things where with COVID right now, you're not seeing it occur directly from a game necessarily. But, like, it comes from somewhere. It's like, what are these guys yeah, doing outside, yeah. of, outside of the times that they're in the practice facilities or at the arena for games? What the fuck are they doing outside of it? Like, it's like, you know, Robert Williams tested positive. He's young. He could be doing some stupid shit outside. You know what I mean? Like, Well, you've seen that in the NFL, you know, where there's been some uh, kind of, you know, 
some repercussions and things like that of players who've gone outside or NBA players at a club or whatever it is. So that's definitely a realistic option. Uh, I'm coming from a side where it's like, I don't know. I see this in a, a freeing way as well as like a frustrating way as well as like, I don't even know what the hell is happening type of way where you have, especially the NBA where it's a smaller roster, a little bit easier to, to um, keep hold of NFL's crazy amount of people on the roster, uh, hockey, a lot more, but from like an NBA's vantage point, you're seeing what's happening with some of the tracing, some of the people contesting positive Tatum, Robert Williams, and, now, because of the contact tracing, you got Tristan Thompson involved, and all these different things where it's like, okay, you got NBA, you got these teams, you have the NBA protocols that for the, all we, un, unless, until we find out differently, these guys are following and they're getting tested every day. They have the money in place. They have the social distancing, all of these things happening. Um, they have the masks, masks. They are for all intents and purposes. You think that the only people that they're, hanging out with is each other mm-hmm. and they're still getting them they're still getting COVID in my eyes it's almost like freeing and frustrating to understand that this is an inevitable this is going to happen um you hope at the you know I hope in every case it's like okay you lose your smell and your your taste and you get right back into it and that's the the extent of COVID but it's like if this is happening at that level and in that control and at that um, you know, that with the protocols in place, all that stuff, it's like, if it's going to happen and they're going to catch it, uh, it's almost like, I, I almost picture like Space Jam when they suddenly get, you know, their talent put back yeah. into them and they kind of get hit. They're like, oh shit, I got COVID. I feel like at this point, that's how it happens. So it's inevitably going to happen. It's like, so we got to understand that, you know, we hope our immune systems are ready for it, but it's just happening. Um, I know that's, I hope that doesn't come off as insensitive or anything, but it's just the longer this goes on, the longer that's sort of my feeling. And it's like, at what point do you just sort of accept that? But that's, I guess, um, you know, again, I I don't say that in an insensitive way, but uh, obviously the NBA won't, or the, you know, any league is not going to take that one because in the public eye, if that, if they were just going to take that said, oh, fuck it. We're just going to go for it. Um, all fans come back and stuff that there would be public. Uh, they'd be just so there's a public image that goes on. There's a health image because, again, we we're, there's so much information out there. we got to figure out what's, um, you know, what's prevalent for each circumstance, what goes in the protocol, player safety, all that stuff. So I don't know, man, it is crazy. I just. um it's weird when you're watching the Bills play yesterday. I don't know if you watched them. And it was the first game that they let fans back in. And it was almost like I got sort of butterflies yeah. being like, this is sweet. And the fan, it wasn't even nearly close to capacity, but you're like, hey, this is what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. So holding on to hope that things get better here. There were a lot of fans at that game that was like, that's a Bills fan. That is Definitely a Bills fan. <laughs> right? Right? Um, and, you know, I, I I do agree with that. Like, I agree with people being allowed to go to those games. It's like giving people the opportunity to think for themselves in a way of, like, hey, if I, 
you know, if, if I am at risk and, or if I feel that that's not the right thing, it's like, great. Well, you don't have to buy the ticket and go to the game. No one's forcing you to do that. So, right. um, I hope there's, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of like, okay, want to give you guys a little chance to play practice common sense, but, um, or your understanding of everything that's happening in the world, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, hockey's right around the corner, counting that down, excited. Um, basketball, let's go to the Celtics here. We've been playing awesome. Um, maybe they're, by the time of this recording, um, we're getting ready to see them play Miami Heat um, with that game removal in between playing them and winning the last game. But uh, yeah, we're catching the Heat on a back-to-back. So I think that's positive if you're going to play them shorthanded. So back-to-back, they played the Wizards last night. One, they're on a little bit of a streak, but hopefully we get that, that plays into the Celtics' um, hands a little bit. But we're not going to have Jason Tatum. Still not going to have Robert. Still not going to have Tristan. Um, I'm hoping Jalen just pulls a Steph Curry and is like, I'll put the team on my back. Um, but what do, what are you thinking from – the week that uh, since recording last, what have you seen from the Celtics? Uh, I know I've been seeing some encouraging signs that I'd like to see keep trending that way. Uh, but talk to me what you're thinking uh, and especially kind of gearing up for the game tonight. You know, they've looked good. I mean, defense looks like it's getting better, which is the biggest thing because this team does better when they actually play defense. Um, I mean, the Wizards game was kind of just like a blowout from the start. So I think they kind of let go of the leash in terms of Bradley Beal going off for what he did. Um, but Tatum looked fantastic. Jalen Brown had a career high in rebounds. Um, Marcus Smart is kind of doing – he's doing a lot better in the sense that he's not shooting a lot. A lot you know, he does have – if he has an open look, yeah, by all means take it. But even there was one shot I remember and like, don't fucking shoot that and hand your face. Like, there's definitely a much better shot to be taken here. Um, so you're still going to see some of that. And I think tonight you'll definitely see a lot of Marcus Smart chucking because let's be honest, he's really the only guy out there besides Jalen. I hope Jalen just like says, all right, I have a green light this entire fucking game if I'm playing. And this entire game and the next game and the game after that until Kemba's back or, you know, Tatum's back. Which um, could be sooner than we think. Uh, Kemba yeah, I mean, returns. One of the guys who follows the Celtics, I think he's a beat writer for the, I think he's a beat writer for the Globe, but he follows the Celtics. He was saying, um, on Twitter that they are potentially targeting Orlando, which is uh, Friday, five days from now. So we'll see. I mean, Kemba came out and did say that his knee feels great. He feels like he's going to come back stronger than ever. So if we're getting the Kemba back, that was the Kemba in Charlotte, then that's good. I'll be interested yeah, to yeah. see. And this is obviously way in the future when Tatum's back and Brown's here and like how they're going to divvy that up. But I would hope that Kemba's been seeing on the bench. Like I can still go out there and get you 2025, but like let them do their thing. Clearly, they've earned that right. And, you know, Kemba can be a closer, if anything. So he's got that clutch gene for sure. I guess for me, the last few games is kind of like, I feel like Tatum and Brown are feeling, I almost felt like there's a sense. And then this is probably not how they were feeling. But from my perspective, it kind of looked like it was like, oh, who's going to have the the game today? Like, who's going to be sort of leading the way today? Oh, Tatum, okay, you go get your 25 today and I'll get my 15 and, and good numbers on the, the back end. But I feel like the, the last week, for sure, some of these games, it's like, oh, we can both do this. Like, mm-hmm. we can both go for 32 and 28 uh, or whatever that number is. And we can get 
contribution from our bench. We can get Pritchard getting eight points. We can get Tice getting his, you know, his, his awesome, you know, contribution, things like that. And they're like, Oh, okay. Uh, this is how we could win. Uh, and then you could bring Kemba in. And I see that as, Hey, someone that can be a reliable score for you. Um, I think he's understanding that, Hey, I am the third person, you know, in this duo, and I want to be that he's a veteran. He, he's kind of like, Hey, my body, I want to be there for these guys, but you got to respect him too. So he's a playmaker. He's opening up a little bit more room uh, for the guys around him. I think, yeah, I think the the puzzle's kind of really coming together as far as what we're at, as far as future goes. I think that was always sort of in question the last few years, even though we had some great talent and pieces. It was like, okay, well, how do we bring Gordon Hayward into the mix? How do we do this with, you know, back a couple of years with Horford? How All of these types of things. Now it's like, oh, okay, you know, there's no question of who's going to lead us every, night in and night out. Um it's just well now there's question marks being that we're going to be shorthanded um so if you were a boston celtics fan and you were like oh our bench is what we needed you know we've always needed a a consistent bench well we're getting some development uh in the next week here to see uh against washington you actually played pretty well yes and uh like you can actually be a viable nba big in some fashion and not just a Due to happen to be really tall, and this is the only thing he can do with basketball. Yeah, I know. Um, he's not just like a, a fan favorite, you know, dude on the side. So we'll see, man. I, I'm excited. I, I think this is like, you know, it's so early on the season that yeah, I, I'm glad it's happening now. But at the same time, it's like, hey, sort of baptism by fire. Let's put some of these these younger guys in there. The season, but you're already one seventh of the way. They only played 72 games this year. They've already played yeah, 10. That's very true. Um, so like tonight, if we can get a win, a, a convincing win against the Heat, or just a you know hang a on win. type of win, just any um, win, yeah, I would be extreme. I'm encouraged either way, but that would show me like okay, we might have something here. We might have something here. Um, but as you said, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think quarter of the year coming up, um, and you know seeing Bleacher Report. I was saying before we started recording, it was funny to see on um, Bleacher Report. Um, like the the power rankings, right? Uh, it's I saw them at number four, and my first gut reaction was like, no, 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 take them off. I don't know why, because I I almost was like, I want them still to be like the secret that shows up. But at the same time, now I I want to get comfortable with seeing them up there, um, mm-hmm. with the top teams in the league, and I think they have every opportunity to do so. And uh, I do think I, I don't think this is overhyping excitement, um, you know, that every team has or every fan has for their team uh, early in the season. I think this is something that could be sustainable. I think where you're seeing a lot of teams, a lot of parity still in the NBA right now, uh, you saw a little bit of flat starts. I think still got to get used to playing with no fans and those nights where you are playing the back-to-back, you got to get yourself excited somehow. Um, yeah, it is hard with no fans, I feel like. But I do think, you know, hey, Celtics are one of those teams right now, early on, handling at that best. Yeah, I mean, you got to think at this point, they're probably the hardest hit in terms of adversity related to COVID. Having fucking five players out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not just one or two. 
let's let's bounce around the league a little bit too, broaden this out a bit. Um, let's stay maybe east the Eastern Conference for for the moment. Uh, what are you seeing around the league? I, I'm seeing uh, what's going on with Kyrie. Like, just the, didn't want to play the, personal reasons. I don't. Um, at this point, I'm I can't even begin to guess. Um, yeah. Poor Steve Nash, man. Like, yeah. Steve, Steve Nash must be showing up every day like, hey, I'm trying to get, get in a rhythm, get the hang of this, sort of get my Steve Kerr on. But it's just like, um, hey, Kyrie's not playing. KD can't play, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, Levert, like, let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you have, 43 um, the other day and they still lost? Yeah, yeah. And like, Pretty efficient 43. It wasn't like 43 on 35 shots like Beal had the other day. Like Beal had 60 on 35 shots. Like that's a high volume. That's not. And I'm completely aware that these guys will be there in the end. And and no matter what seed they are, they're gonna be like. Oh yeah. As long as KD and Kyrie are out there, they're they're going to be a one or two seed talent. You know. So Correct. It's, yes. Uh, you know, I'm completely self aware. Uh, on that standpoint but early on it's like well I'm not sure I I feel like there's a lot that still needs to be kind of figured out the team camaraderie the how they the chemistry build and then um it's just weird like you're not seeing their full team out there yeah I mean I think that's the case with a lot of these teams not just the Nets um I mean the Sixers now they're going through COVID too with Seth Curry and that was a joke of a game the other day. I think everyone around the league thought they shouldn't have played it, but they still played it. Well, that that happened. Joel Embiid's looking pretty sweet, pretty great right now. Um, you Joel got uh, you got the Magic, who still have a decent record, but every t- time I see him on TV, which is twice, I'm not saying I've watched many games, but I've seen him on TV. They've been getting blown out. Uh, and Markel Fultz, man, that's a bummer to see that. Um, the Toronto Raptors just I'm not sure what the hell's going on there um I'm not sure if they'll I mean Siakam hasn't been playing good basketball no and what's their record I know obviously we beat them the other day but where do they fall let me look at the standings right quick yeah check it out right now thinking about the 76ers I mean obviously there's a joke of a game yesterday but like Tyrese Maxey what do you take 39 shots um 33 shots or something i think you get 39 points um not a red that's a lot of shots man yeah, the, um, two and six. the bucks are you know the bucks will be there um after they're a little bit of a slow start yeah eastern conference man i think at the end the the, the playoff seedings i don't think are going to reflect really the uh where it adds i think it's going to be a pretty messy looking one through eight when it's all said and done, um, but you'll see sort of the cream of the crop. You'll see the teams rise um, when you get to that um, after the first round. When you get to that second round, I think you're going to see the teams that you expect to see uh, matching up against each other. Yeah, I mean, right now if the playoffs were to start, obviously it's so early, but like the Nets, the Heat, Hawks, who I think are going to be a playoff team, they can stay healthy, and the Raptors are all out of it. Whereas, mm. like, the Celtics would be playing fucking Cleveland. Do you think Cleveland's going to be a playoff team when it's all I don't think so. Yeah, what do you think of the Hawks? I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I saw healthy, that. Man. 
I saw that Collins came out and was like saying something a little bit along the lines of like, I love Trey, but it's not the way that we're going to, um, you know, succeed. I, I'm not, I wasn't sure what to read into that, but um, yeah, they can't stay healthy, but they seem like they're on the, the, the up trajectory, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so first of all, the Hawks have, Gallinari's been out. Bogdanovich start, came back yesterday. He got hurt again. Rondo's been out. Chris Dunn had surgery. Like, these are four of the guys who mm-hmm. signed the offseason that were supposed to, like, kind of elevate them, and none of them have been playing. Um, yeah. I mean, we all know what Trey Young is. He can score the hell of the basketball, but he can't play defense for shit. So, I don't know. We'll <laughs> right. see. I think they'll – if they can get healthy, they'll right the ship. And then getting Rondo back, just him and him alone will help kind of settle them down a little bit. Yeah, and then we we'll, then we can look over on the the West, um, and yet hey, you got the Lakers. Um, obviously, they're going to be the Lakers. Um, I am rooting for Steph Curry to just do this the rest of the year. Whatever what we saw this week, I want him to do the the entire rest of the year. I watched the uh, game against the Clippers. I actually didn't watch it all the way through. Because there was a point where I was like, oh, you know, Steph will have his numbers, but they're going to lose this game. Um, that wasn't the case. They came out and played really well. But I was watching the first quarter uh, pretty closely. And it's no wonder that Steph is taking all the shots. It's like nobody. Steph made like a three-pointer early on. And then the rest was like maybe seven or eight shots that were just all off. Draymond Green <laughs> airballing. Uh Kelly Oubre just not making shots. It was, yeah. it was pretty bad, man. Um, Wiseman was he was looking all right, but uh, Wiseman's going to be a stud. He is. I think uh, it'd be cool to see him when Clay, if Clay, a, a healthy Clay, the Clay, a Clay that we've seen before. Uh, it would have been a pretty fun season to see that. But I think I think Steph Curry could keep this up as long as he stays healthy. You know. Um, it's just like people are sleeping on him, man. People are forgetting that Steph Curry changed the way basketball is played Um, in large part because of the coaching allowing him, allowing these guys to do it. But he's the reason the NBA is a large part of where the NBA is today. Um, And people are talking about him like he's been, you know, he's over the hill, he's done, blah, blah, blah. He was out for one year, man. Like, one year, sort of like when LeBron James was out a couple of years ago, everyone's like, oh, he was the new whatever. And LeBron's like, yeah, none of that. Uh, I'm going to show you guys that I'm not gone for a long time. Um, I don't know if but, LeBron will ever just not be LeBron. He's going to be like so 43 either. and somehow like Brady out there still playing. Freaking I feel like it's going to be his decision. Off. Like, yeah, guys, I, I'm just uh, I'm just done. Yeah, I'm done. Hey, I got to play a couple of years with my son and now uh, – I hope he keeps, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be super interesting if they, the Lakers did. Um, this is coming from a basketball perspective, not a Celtics fan perspective. But, like, it would be interesting to see if they won another one. Uh, that would put them at, what, the five mark? Yes. You match Kobe, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like two years ago, right? Everyone's talking about how his record is awful and he's – you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, now he's up there <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in a couple of years' time. Um, 
be cool. Basketball's fun right now. Basketball's fun. So many teams out there. Um, anything else? Any other storylines you've been following NBA-wise? No, not really. I mean, it's just exciting to have it back like we talk about every week. Hopefully it continues yeah. and COVID doesn't impact it more than it is doing so right now. Yeah. Let's take a turn into NFL, which is currently uh, just kicked off for today. At the time that we're recording the first quarter of the Baltimore-Tennessee game going on right now. Um, we have three games yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of those? Watched some of the Buffalo game. Yeah. Um, I figured – I think I stopped watching when it was 24-10. Josh Allen, man, has – I know we – I know this. I knew this. Has a cannon, man. Dude, he has a cannon. And Stefan Diggs is like such a good fit there. Oh my gosh. He's so good. Stefan Stefan Diggs, man. Uh I'm sure when he got traded to Buffalo, I'm sure he was not happy about it because you're going to fucking Buffalo, but like talk about a fit. It probably was just a couple practices where he was like, Oh, Josh Allen can flick a ball 50 yeah. yards. Yeah, this is gonna be all right. This is yeah. gonna be good. Um, but yeah, talk about see see that's that's a pure example. Like football, I mean, it's easy in, ba- in basketball. You can like draft somebody, and you can, or, or you can make one move, and you can or free agency signing, and it changes your your complete. And we, I think that's why we really enjoy basketball. The NBA is because of that parity and that dynamic of how a single player can change an entire team because of the fact that it's five on five, smaller roster, all that stuff. Football is a little tougher. Obviously, if you have a quarterback, you're going to give yourself a chance. But I think it was really cool to see that, especially coming from a Patriots fan standpoint where it's like, oh, man, we need to make some moves here, whether that's quarterback. But it's like it shows you that, hey, getting that weapon um, is so huge. Diggs, um, you see it around the league with some other other guys, too, where it's like, hey, that sometimes it is cool to go out of your way to, to make that move and get somebody because it can make such a huge I think that was something that brought Buffalo um, – it brought them up incredible levels, a, yeah. a huge jump from one year to the next. Agreed. Yeah, so I stopped watching that about 24-10, and then once it got yeah. close towards the end again, I, I was watching that last drive by Indy, which Phillip Rivers, he can't lead a winning drive, can't throw the ball accurately or far enough. <sighs> yeah. Um, I feel like he's it was It was more exciting at the end than I thought it would be. That fumble was unfortunate for him. Um, yeah. I didn't even think they'd get the ball back, but they did. And they had that chance there. But, you know, Phillip Rivers, real quick, um, he's, I think he's done in Indianapolis. But let's say, like, obviously, I, I think he's going to want to play again. But where might, where would somebody look for maybe a, a one year quarterback? Do you think there's any? need for that i'm sure somewhere i I mean i don't know if you'd be a starter but i'm sure somewhere i just don't know i I haven't even thought about that at this point because it's philip rivers he dude he has the weirdest freaking throwing motion like he's like really trying as hard as he can to throw the football he's kind of guaranteeing you like a good record this is his career like good record yeah um and a first round playoff uh out you know like yeah, that's what'll guarantee you we'll get you there but it won't pretty get you much. further um I watched some of the Seattle game once I realized it was gonna be a low scoring game like, I don't know. just like all right they punt the ball three and out they punt the ball um 
And then obviously, and it was it. funny too because there was a lot of there, like there was a lot of action, but there wasn't at the exact same time. I yeah. feel like I was watching. I'm like, man, this you know that that interception, that pick six, which was actually a great read, really sweet. Um, jump into yeah. bad bad on Russell's part. I guess you got to take some risk as a throw, but um, and that was the play design is to get the ball and throw it right away. So you're kind of doing it autopilot, but that was not that wasn't great. Um, and then the next like Metcalf is run down the field, all that stuff. But I felt like there was a lot going on, uh, for the score to be what it was. Um, but I, I, I will say I was completely shocked. Um, do you think that was, do you think it was the Rams went out and won it as much as Seattle went out and lost it? What what are your thoughts on that? I mean, let's, let's give credit where credit's due. Seattle or the Rams have a great defense, but I do think a lot of lack of execution on Seattle's part lost themselves the game. Yeah, Aaron Donald man is a scary man. He did get hurt there. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what that is. Looked I mean, like a rib thing. I th- yeah, I think I obviously as I'm about to yawn here, I didn't think that Seattle would make it too far, but I did at least think they would make it to the second round. Yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed, but yeah, you know, hey, defense is can still maybe not win championships in this day and age, but they can uh, maybe get you there. Yeah. Um, be interesting there. And then we saw the Bucks and Taylor Henneke led Washington. I think people were blown away by what they saw Taylor bring out there. Um, yeah, I agree. And, yeah, man, power to him. Maybe, maybe the future of the franchise for the Washington football team. Uh, Seven years old, man. I know got some experience uh but yeah they they, at no point did i think that they'd have any chance um to as far as firepower to um keep up with the bucks especially when you're not getting pressure on you know which was basically your game plan that was the only way in that game is you could get pressure and there were way too many uh dropbacks for brady was and he needed a lot of time and he had too much time way too much uh time um, I guess I'm cheering. I, I guess I got to root for Brady a little bit, right? I, I yeah. guess uh, I'm there. I mean, I'm for not... me, the biggest game on the slate this weekend, I think, will be. I'm just curious to see what happens with the Browns tonight against Pittsburgh. Yeah, a head coachless um, Browns-led team. Baker Mayfield got a lot of pressure, even though it hasn't been at this stage. So yeah. uh, this is new for him, but. You know, I don't know what to expect for either teams. I could so I expect Steelers to win. That's my prediction. I yeah. expect the Steelers to win, uh, and this could age very badly, very quickly here. <laughs> but I could also see the Steelers going out. Ben Roethlisberger showing his age and looking like garbage, and they just don't do anything. And I, I, I but at the same time. With that saying that, you have to on the flip side see Baker Mayfield having a good game, which is like you can flip a coin at this point. I don't know. Um, I agree. Yes, yeah, I think that's the most intriguing. I'll be watching that. Uh, you got New Orleans. I actually all these games are pretty intriguing as this as the Tennessee Titans go up seven nothing. Um, all of these games are intriguing to me, uh, not in the sense of like I'm actually fascinated by the teams. Like I I could care less what the Chicago Bears do. But they've been playing pretty good. 
And, uh, you know, with Mitch don't, or Mitchell, don't call me Mitch Trubisky leading the, the squad, like resurgence here. Um, I don't know what could happen there. Cause I could also see Drew Brees looking old and not. Yeah, he doesn't look together. right. I wouldn't be surprised. If um, he well, he also broke every bone in his body and decided he was going to come back in four. What's that from dodgeball? Yeah. He'll probably go on a roller coaster, broke, break every bone in his body. But, uh, which kind of, makes me feel like the reports a couple weeks ago that this is his last year it kind of makes it feel like that's the reason he's coming back he might not be right but it feel like he's he's forcing himself to play yeah um, in a lead down so i could see that game going like if he told me the chicago bears won that game i'd be like oh like i believe you um i don't expect it to happen uh and then for baltimore man the game going on right now why, why, I don't know. Like, why are people giving Lamar Jackson a hard time? He's been playing so well, so far above expectations about what he's coming in this league. Um, yeah, I just don't know if he'll ever get over the hump. The Patrick Mahomes hump? Well, you just be being able to win the championship, like executing when it counts. Because, like, you I mean – you're not only competing against the rest of the NFL, you got to get through Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes just to get there for an opportunity. And I, I just don't ever see him outplaying Mahomes when, when the game counts. We already saw it didn't yeah. happen once, and I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. Um, I do want to go away from the playoffs here for a second, and uh, I can't wait to, to know what happens today and then just look, like know what I said on this podcast and be like idiot um the patriots though so a lot of mock drafts coming out yep. a lot of stuff going on um i think todd mcshay put the patriots selecting justin fields i don't think he's gonna last that long i think I he's, you know why yeah, i don't that. think he's gonna last that long it's not that i don't think his uh i think if you look at his total body of work yes there might be a chance that he could be there for the patriots to pick um, if that's what you're factoring on. But everything tells me that two playoff performances, we just we saw it with Haskins, right? Like yeah. two playoff games, the semifinals, and then this national championship game, if Justin Fields plays out of his mind again, for whatever reason, whether, whether it's the off-season effect of not having enough going on that you have to like, play mental games and convince yourself about certain things or talk yourself out of certain things that are pretty obvious. If you look at tape and all of that stuff, there are so, and this is the reason there are bad football organizations. There are people who just get, they fall in love. They get hypnotized by two performances and they're like, yep. Number two overall draft pick right there. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Hey, if I'd kind of like that to happen, cause it'd be sweet. If Zach, uh, What's his name? Zach uh, Wilson. Wilson. It'd be cool if he kind of crept down because he kind of looks like a really intriguing prop. And this is all saying that the Patriots are eyeing a quarterback in the draft. But uh, yeah, here's the other thing. Like, regardless of how it plays out, I don't – first of all, I don't think – maybe Lance is there at 15, maybe. But, like, this is – we're going by Todd McShay's mock draft for those who aren't privy to it. Um, and he has not going 15, you know, teams that – I think most outside people think like they'll probably take a quarterback teams like Detroit and Carolina. 
he has them passing up quarterbacks. That's the only reason Fields gets the 15 at the Pats. But the bigger question mark as a Patriots fan, and it's fucking me out the draft. I mean, I still watch it. I don't know why. It's just frustrating. Even if Fields was sitting right there at 15, it's like, holy shit, we didn't have to trade up. Bill Belichick would probably draft a defensive tackle or he'd trade back and then draft a fucking safety. And it's like, dude, like, what the fuck? So, I was like, about to say, some, some, some area of the team that, like, I could see him not picking a quarterback and drafting wide receiver hmm. or a tight end. Like, I yeah. could see that. And that would be for all, for, for all of us to be like, oh, a corner. Uh, or like, oh, uh, a safety. Like, okay. If there's one thing the Patriots do this offseason besides getting the quarterback, trade Stephon Gilmore because he's not part of the solution going forward. If your team's yeah. kind of going to counter, get something for him, whether it's a second or third round pick. Um, um, so we'll see. But, yeah, I, I, I uh, Belichick picking the quarterback, what, even if he's sitting right there to take. What's – um okay, let's say they, they – let's say they, I don't know, draft a wide receiver, which would be great. If there was a great wide receiver, let's say Waddle's there or whatever it is, yeah. like – and you – you pick a great receiver, which is something that they desperately need, a playmaker, mm-hmm. which we just talked about with someone like Buffalo with Diggs and how that can make a huge difference. Obviously, you need to address your quarterback situation. And if you're not planning on doing it, if you don't pick a quarterback at 15, mm-hmm. you're not picking a quarterback that you're expecting to play week one. Is yeah. it, that's that's my like unless if, you're if picking, you skip out if you skip out on a quarterback first round you're not looking for a quarterback to play week one for you going into your new season. I would so, agree with that. Yeah. Where are you looking to? Outside, oh, like, hopefully not Cam Newton. Anyone but Cam Newton. Washington's I guess already going for him. Um, I I mean. For Are me, just, I would hope – Would they go for, like, a short-term veteran solution? Yeah, I, w- I would hope so. I mean, whether that's – and I, Andy Dalton hopefully isn't the answer, but whether that's Andy Dalton, whether, like, somehow Matthew Stafford becomes – I would love Matthew Stafford in the court, as quarterback three years. Oh, yeah. He'd be a great quarterback three years. Dude can still sling the football. He's played for the Lions. who have sucked ass forever. Like, I, I mean, I think he would be released versus you have to trade for him, I would think, but – um, that is also predicated on the Lions drafting quarterback in the first round. Otherwise, I think Stafford's going to stay in Detroit. So, and I don't yeah. think they've hired a new GM yet. So that's also going to be a decision made by the new GM, whoever that guy ends up being. Um, but there will be options out there. It's just it, again, yeah. Stidham may still be on the roster. Clearly, I don't think he's ever going to get a chance to play. I don't and know. it definitely depends on what direction some of these teams higher up in the draft are going to go too. So you got yeah. a team like. You know, there's been a lot of speculation about what the Jets are going to do. Are they going to stick with Sam Darnold or not? Hey, they draft a quarterback. They're getting rid. They lose some leverage because they got to get rid of Sam Darnold at that point. Yeah, agreed. And then, because you don't draft a player second overall to have a fucking QB battle. No. If the Jets, um, if the Jets end up taking a quarterback and they have to trade Sam Darnold, I feel like he's going to go somewhere like Indy or Pittsburgh. You can see Pittsburgh trading first round pick for him. True. You know, I don't um, think that they would trade him to the Patriots. Right, right, right. right. I, I'm not saying that the you know the Patriots would do that, but uh, and then you have I've heard some or I've seen some um, speculation on like the the Falcons' direction, right? 
So are they looking to part ways with like a Matt Ryan or something? There's another huge veteran quarterback that's going to give you, could give you a couple years of consistent play. Um, you sort of know what he is at this point. Um, but bad. sort of just a bad. Yeah. Worse than Cam Newton. Yeah. No Avery yeah. Bradley tonight for Miami. Doesn't really make a huge difference, but helps Avery a little defending uh defending also action. because he's included in the health and safety protocols so also COVID related <laughs> not hurt everyone not hurt um that was our seamless transition there well yeah. let's uh, kind of bring this to a to close after that um the Tiger Woods I, I, I do think close. in the future we can get Sorry. into the where the draft's going to go because I mean oh yeah at a certain point let's I'm just going to stop of years. Let's, if Tom let's Brady loses weeks. if Tom Brady yeah. loses I really just, I don't really care about the NFL football like at that point, I'm almost rooting for the freaking Packers to win because I would love to see Rodgers win it versus another championship for Mahomes. As much as I like Mahomes. I, yeah, I'm in the same way. I do really enjoy Mahomes. Um, I guess I'm just not ready for them to win another one. I don't know why. Um, but it would be cool to see. Yeah, I, I'm sort of with you on that one. There's no other team that I'm like, Well, the, the Patriot fan in me is sort of like, how funny. You get Bills, win another one. Win another one, go to the Super Bowl, lose. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can never finish. Um, oh, that would be a heartbreaker, man. Anyways, <laughs> um, Tiger Woods, the first part of the documentary on tonight, I think, right? Oh, I, I remember seeing that. I didn't know when it was premiering. The 10th and the 17th, yes. So it's tonight. I've been excited to see that. Um, I think that'll be a fun one. A good look at it. Um, right on. I feel like right now is the time we're going to see some great, great documentaries about players come out after that. After Michael Jordan doc um, kind of led the way there. About to see some cool insight stuff to people that we grew up with um, as our, our favorites. So uh, I'm going to check that out. We're probably going to come back next weekend and we'll uh, just kind of be ignorant to the predictions I made to for the games today. Because, again, at this point, Tom Brady, let's go get another one. Let's get the seventh. Why yeah. not? Um, if not, don't really care where football is going. I just can't kind of care about where the Patriots are going. Um if anything, but uh, yeah, we'll break down a little bit of that. We'll get a little bit more. Uh, what day? It's the tenth. We're gonna have some NHL hockey to talk about next weekend. So look forward to that. Uh, anything you want to say as we part ways, Travis? Interested to see what happens with Celtics tonight. Yeah, nine players yeah. in the report. Pretty good. <laughs> How many players start? <laughs> you need to have at least enough? eight. You need to have eight. So that leaves – if nine are on, they have six active right now. So they still need to get two more players off that nine. We were kind of joking around about this, but it kind of put – you know, back in the day when we – Travis and I were playing hockey, I remember there was – like we'd have games. when Like the game before, we'd have so many penalties, our coach would get suspended. So we'd have to find a game to play to get them back in for like playoffs. We, we played uh, six people for a full-on three 20-minute period minute game. Hockey game. We had 20-minute warm-up, 
and we all came off the ice from the Zamboni and we're all looking around like, Oh boy, what do we get ourselves into? <laughs> um, I think we competed pretty well, actually. I think we lost like four one or something, but uh, yeah, man, sports, you gotta love them. You gotta love them. So let's go Jalen Brown, put the team on your back. Uh, we look forward to talking to everybody in a week from now. Um, this was episode 36, two bros talking sports podcast until next time. Um, have a great week of sports.